0: Until the real taxonomy reasserts itself as an independent, fundamental, curiosity-driven science, pursued on its own terms, practiced at its highest levels of excellence, and remaining true to a mission distinct from that of any other life science, it is in danger of becoming little more than a high-tech identification service for biology. There is nothing inherently wrong with providing identifications, of course along with insights into the relationships among species. Such useful information has been a hallmark of taxonomy from its very beginning, but focusing on such limited, applied goals leads to very little knowledge of species themselves, or the history by which they came to be. It is the attributes of species, both novel and shared, and the sequence of transformations by which characters came to be, that makes species exploration most interesting, rewarding, and valuable. Applied taxonomy has very different, far less ambitious aims than traditional systematic biology. Molecular data grows in influence, not because it tells us more about species or relationships or history but because it facilitates identifications required by ecologists, environmental scientists, and conservation biologists, without the need to educate or support taxon experts to pursue taxonomy for its own sake. General biology gets what it needs, but at what should be an unacceptable price. The gutting of a fundamental science that has advanced, in one form or another, since the time of Aristotle, The current emphasis on identifications, at the expense of so-called descriptive taxonomy, represents the greatest threat to the mission of systematics since the emergence of modern taxonomy in the 18th century, a mission that is far from complete, a mission that, because of the ongoing extinction crisis, is more urgent, important, and relevant than ever. Two factors are suppressing the real taxonomy and shifting resources to applied molecular taxonomy. First is the immediate, legitimate, and growing need to simply tell species apart so that environmental and conservation goals may be pursued, and second, a combination of being perceived as modern, technologically sophisticated, and which enjoys a prestige associated with biomedicine and the flood of money into molecular labs, but... As Ed Wilson once said to me, molecular data does not receive more money because it is inherently better than morphology. It is seen as better because it receives more money. It is difficult to promote traditional taxonomy against such headwinds, but unless we successfully do so, we risk permanent ignorance of the diversity and history of life, and we supply less and less reliable information to those seeking identifications. This need not and should not be an either-or proposition. We can have both a vibrant, basic systematics and informative, efficient means to identify species. The ideal, of course, is to have, as has been the case for centuries and until recently, both. Further, applied taxonomy is far more valuable when it is a byproduct of fundamental systematics research. From explicitly testable species and relationship hypotheses to the amount of information about individual species and clades and the informativeness of names and classifications, everyone is served best when systematics is supported to pursue its own aims with the best theories and methods to remain committed to the same mission that has guided it for centuries, the exploration and classification of the diversity of life, at and above the species level, discovering, describing, making sense of, and organizing knowledge of species, their characters, and their relationships. But limited funding, and even more limited understanding, greed, and hubris are in the process of derailing taxonomy's goals, of reducing it to a minimally informative caricature of its former self. When chemistry knowledge is used to develop useful compounds, no one proposes leaving basic chemistry behind. When the laws of physics enable the design of more aerodynamic automobiles, no one suggests that we abandon fundamental physics. And as stars of the Milky Way are mapped, no one thinks it a good idea to turn our backs on the vision of astronomers to continue to explore and better understand the entire universe. Yet, meeting the immediate need to identify species and the expediency of molecular data to that end, are accepted as a substitute for the intellectually rich, fundamental science of systematics and its inventory and exploration of the history of life. The ultimate costs of ignoring basic taxonomy to science, society, and the age-old quest to understand ourselves and the world around us and our origins are massive and irreversible. Unlike other sciences, systematics done well requires comparative studies of morphology and all relevant sources of evidence. As we confront a biosphere undergoing a mass extinction event, we have one, and only one, opportunity to explore, document, and describe, as fully as possible, the diversity of species and clades. Rather than seizing this amazing opportunity, we are degrading taxonomy into a rote set of procedures based on just one rather minimally informative source of data. We owe it to ourselves and future generations to do what we alone can do, to complete the inventory of species commenced by Linnaeus, the description of species long pursued by taxonomists, and the phylogenetic classification of as many species as possible. A field guide that allows us to identify birds, but providing minimal information about them, is a poor substitute for the science of ornithology. An identification guide to birds based exclusively or primarily on DNA, an even poorer one. What makes the study of birds exciting are the incredible, unexpected, often amazingly novel or complex attributes observable among their thousands of kinds. If penguins, parakeets, and pigeons all looked identical, there would be little incentive to explore them or the origins of their diverse morphologies. No reason for birders to rise before dawn in the hope of catching a glimpse of a species not seen before. Yes, DNA barcodes, divorced from morphology, might allow us to identify species. But to what end? Robbed of knowledge of birds, including morphology, The ability to tell species apart is a vacuous goal. Were we able to sequence the DNA of both dinosaurs and birds, but remained ignorant of their morphology, having no idea what birds or dinosaurs actually look like, the relationship of birds to dinosaurs, based solely on DNA evidence, would be nothing more than arbitrary information. But learning the sequence of evolutionary transformations in morphology from dinosaur ancestors to modern birds make their study deeply intellectually satisfying. Denied recognition, respect, research positions, and funding. Too many taxonomists are going along with a shift toward a molecular-based taxonomy. They are guilty of surrender and complicity. Some comply with this popular trend because they enjoy the pats on the back from fellow biologists, and the easily secured grant money that comes with prioritizing molecular data. Others conform out of sheer desperation, compromising their own science's mission and integrity, and subjugating its priorities in order to find funding. Every taxonomist stands on the shoulders of generations of taxon experts who came before. Their obligation is to use the received body of accumulated knowledge, theories, and methods to advance our understanding of species diversity and its origins, to leave descriptions, species inventories, and classifications in better shape than they found them. Unless taxonomists stand up for the integrity and excellence of their own science, the greatest symbol of which are comprehensively comparative and descriptive revisions and monographs, then they share blame for the demise of systematics as much as general biologists who, ignorant of the intricacies of taxonomic thought and best practices, who selfishly care only for the information they need to tell species apart, are quite happy to see the science of systematics reduced to a parody of itself. Like the television program, To Tell the Truth, we are now confronted with both the real taxonomy and impostors. At present, the applied molecular imposter is stealing the show but science and society are ultimately best served only when fundamental taxonomy is recognized and supported. It is time for the real taxonomy to stand up, to stand up for itself, to reassert its mission, ideas, and scholarship, to insist that it be done to its own highest standards of excellence, and to put molecular data in its place as one of several useful sources of evidence, no better and for certain critically important purposes less important than others, including comparative morphology and paleontology. Only when taxonomists stand up for their own science will the tail stop wagging the dog. Users of taxonomic information just want answers. They are not concerned with the details of comparative, descriptive studies or the scientific integrity of taxonomy, nor should they be. They have their own scientific goals to protect and advance. But for taxonomists to willingly sell out the integrity of their own science for short term popularity and fortune is inexcusable. Taxonomy must reassert itself now, defined on its own terms, driven by its own questions and goals, and uncompromised in a mission unique among those of other biological disciplines. Too much time has been wasted in recent years bending to the priorities of others. Cowering or conforming rather than defending the aims of systematics. Unless we draw a line in the sand now, we will condemn science and all generations who follow us to an unnecessarily deep pit of ignorance where knowledge and enlightenment could have existed. For a myriad of reasons, from informing environmental and conservation science with the most and most reliable information, to realizing The amazing history of descent with diversification, it is imperative that the real taxonomy stand up for itself now. The real taxonomy is devoted to the exploration and study of species themselves, as well as their attributes and relationships. It inventories the kinds that exist, informing us of the ways in which they are unique or similar to one another. It provides a vocabulary of biodiversity through biological nomenclature and it organizes all that we know in an informative, predictive, phylogenetically-informed classification. In spite of its importance to biology as a whole, being able to identify species is a byproduct of taxonomic knowledge, not its raison d'etre. I find recent images from the James Webb Telescope incredibly exciting, opening a window on the universe for our increased understanding of its diverse components, organization, and history. It may not cure cancer or conserve tigers, but the Webb telescope lifts the human spirit and creates new opportunities to explore and learn. The same may be said of the biosphere and evolutionary history, a living universe much closer to home that we have the innate yearning to also explore and understand just because it exists. Only by supporting real taxonomy on its own terms can we be led to the unexpected discoveries, insights, marvels, and understanding. Taxonomy should remain a reliable partner to the life sciences making species identifiable, but as a fringe benefit of a healthy, vibrant, fundamental science exploring all relevant evidence, not merely expediencies that enable identifications a fundamental science that explores the kinds of life that exist due to evolutionary history simply because they exist a science that can tell us about the origins of ourselves and the diversity of life around us following our curiosity to discover and understand what species exist and what makes each unique enriches our intellectual lives deepens our scientific comprehension of the world and prepares us to deal with issues of biodiversity from agriculture to conservation to biomimicry none of these benefits fully accrue by species reduced to mere dna barcodes or identified in a way divorced from deep knowledge of species themselves science and humankind need the real taxonomy just as they need the real physics astronomy and chemistry to expand our basic knowledge to create new opportunities, and to open new horizons of understanding. Of course, we must address the immediate need to identify species in response to a rapidly changing biosphere, and the urgent need to develop meaningful conservation goals and better understand the components of ecosystems. Of course, we ought to stockpile knowledge of the attributes of species as the raw material for biomimetic solutions to challenges we face. But... In addition to the practical impacts of taxonomic knowledge, we owe it to ourselves to support taxonomists to explore species and phylogeny because it enriches our lives, ennobles us as seant, curious beings, and continues a tradition of exploring the unknown that is as old as science itself. Extinction rates mean that the time to fully explore species and phylogeny is limited. So, before it is too late... Will the real taxonomy please stand up?